Welcome to the Chris Carr and Associates Investing Podcast with your host Chris Carr, a Wanaka-based investment advisor and avid share market investor. Today we cover share markets, some company-specific news, how to get your 17-year-old interested in share investing, and if KiwiSaver should invest in private assets. Starting with the New Zealand share market, which is a bit subdued ahead of the bulk of the confession season in February, when companies report half-yearly and quarterly reports ahead of annual reporting. New Zealand's annual inflation rate slowed 4.7% in the December quarter, down from 5.6% in the previous quarter, but still well above the Reserve Bank's 1-3% target rate. So it may be some time before the Reserve Bank considers dropping rates. Moving over the Tasman and the Australian share market had a good run this week, before closing for Australia Day on Friday, the ASX 200 finishing up on Thursday, led by gains in iron ore miners on signs China is looking at economic stimulus. There were, however, a few big falls from well-known companies such as Domino Pizza, which fell 30% on a trading update, advising it was withdrawing guidance as it reported declining sales from its Asia stores. Another was Nanosonics, which is a medical device manufacturer whose shares fell 34% after it revealed there was there is ongoing uncertainty associated with the impact on the timing of capital unit sales due to hospital capital budgetary pressures. Falls of this magnitude show there is still underlying nervousness in the market. On to the S&P 500 index, which has rallied 34% since October 2022, to hit new highs on investor optimism of rates reversing soon and a soft landing in the economy. Plus, many companies are currently reporting corporate earnings above expectations. The Magnificent Seven, which consists of Apple, Google, Microsoft, NVIDIA, Facebook and Tesla, are popular among investors, helped by the artificial intelligence hype. These companies have helped power the index to new heights, but valuations are looking stretched. Turning to an interesting article in the Australian Financial Review, which reported that the number of private or retail investors, which basically means anyone who is not a professional, like a stockbroker or fund manager, for example, who trades through online Australian brokerages such as Comsec or NABtrade has declined markedly from highs in December 2020. Many of these investors would have entered investing during the pandemic lockdowns of 2021 when markets were going gangbusters, but are now getting a dose of reality and retreating. This is what happens when share markets are moving sideways or downwards for an extended period. People give up and exit the market, plus the fact you can currently get better rates in fixed interest at present. This is a classic case of people getting into the market at higher share prices when it is roaring along and every man and his dog seems to be making money investing, and then selling when market sentiment is negative and prices are lower. Investors should be doing the opposite and hunting for bargains among the wreckage and being cautious when sentiment and prices are elevated. 
We notice the number of people that open our investing newsletters or visit the website is always low when share market sentiment is down and up when share prices are roaring along. Moving on to specific company news and Solvar, ASX.co.svr, is an ASX listed auto lending company that has recently branched into New Zealand with the GoCar Finance and Second Chance Finance brands. They are currently in the crosshairs of the Commerce Commission for Inappropriate Lending. I don't know what the incentive structure is like at Solvar, but something to keep in mind with companies like this is that when there are any type of commissions for bringing on new business, the lure of writing loans to people that may struggle to pay them back increases. The company has many positives as an investment, but I would not be buying with this hanging over the company's head. Plus, as it is a non-bank lender, it is susceptible to squeezed margins from the currently higher interest rates. On to another ASX-listed company, an Australian diversified miner, South32, code S32. And a slump, slump in nickel prices continues to bite, with the company commencing a strategic review of its nickel operation, Cerro Matoso, in Colombia, to evaluate options to improve its competitive position. The optimism shown for nickel appears to be dented owing to problems being experienced with electric vehicles. Turning to banking, an Australian small and medium business lender, Judo Capital, code JDO, which only listed in November 2021 and was founded by ex-Big Four bank executives, reported a 24% jump in profit before tax of $67 million over the half year to December powered by sustained above-system lending growth, strong net interest margins, continued investment and growth, and minimal write-offs. This update sent the price up 17% on the day. Unfortunately for a young analyst, he had put out a sell rating on the day before. That being said, he could still turn out to be right. Investors remain cautious about the higher cost of funding and increasing bad debts. This is one we have on our watch list. On to gold miners and Northern Star Resources, NST, confirms it should meet 2024 guidance due to the good performance from its Kalgoorlie operations, which offset challenges at Yandel amid cost headwinds over the December quarter. Northern Star had a solid quarter, selling 411,000 odd ounces of gold at an all-in sustaining cost, otherwise known as AISC, of 18.24 per ounce. This was up from the production was up from 369 odd thousand ounces sold at an ASIC of $1,939 per ounce in the previous September quarter. Managing Director Stuart Tonkin said cost pressures were still prevalent across the gold mining industry. Northern Star main, maintained their FY24 guidance of between 1,600 and 1,750 ounces of gold to be sold at ASIC of between 1,730-1,790 an ounce, mainly weighted towards the second half. Northern Star is buying back shares on market and has 131 million odd worth still to buy back. 
On to some investor education, and a listener Martin asks, how should he get his 17-year-old son interested in share investing? Well, Martin, a good way to start is by observing the kinds of companies your children use and like. Say, for example, they use and like Spotify to stream music. You could casually mention that Spotify is a listed company and they could buy shares in it. Explain that owning shares would make them part owner of the business and they may get paid dividends from profits as a result. You could open a share investing account and give them some shares in a company for their birthday or Christmas, or preferably get them to research a company themselves. Being 17, you probably won't be able to shove it down their throats, and most 17-year-olds have more important things on their mind. But even just sowing the seeds of interest could prove hugely beneficial later in life. In our final thought of the episode, we ponder if KiwiSaver funds should be allowed to invest in private assets, i.e. private assets not listed on the share market, including things like infrastructure projects or commercial property, for example. Milford Asset Management's Chief Executive Mark Ryland has floated the idea, which was covered in a National Business Review article. We agree with the journalist who did not think it was a great idea. With shares, the price is updated throughout the business day and are always known, and shares can be easily bought and sold. With private assets, it's different, and valuation is often hard to ascertain. Private assets need to be valued by someone, and that someone will usually be hired by the fund manager. This may incentivise them to value those assets higher, meaning higher fees for the fund manager whose fees are a percentage of assets held under management. This of course is not done every day, and it can be a long time between valuations, which may mean valuations are inaccurate for an extended period of time. Also, your average Joe will find it harder to invest in private assets, so a fund manager may tout the private assets can be exclusively accessed through us angle and maybe that is used to justify higher fees. Well, that's it for this week, and we will see you again same time next week.